Montana. And I'm Samantha. And Samantha's in a <laughs> uh, blanket tent. I am. <laughs> Today, <laughs> wait, wait, no, we forgot. Uh, and you're listening to <laughs> Reaper Tales. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys can't tell, it's it's a little bit echoey. Um, I am in my new house. And that's why I'm in a blanket tent. Yeah, and per usual, we are recording the day before this episode comes out. <laughs> it is completely and totally my fault. Not a hundred percent. Last week was also my fault. Uh, I was stuck in traffic, and my bladder almost exploded. <laughs> I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I was just done, and she was in the middle of moving, and we just, you know what? Sometimes we need to plan better and record more episodes like we've been saying for almost a year now. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, you know, at episode, what, 52? Because that'll uh, be at a year. Um, yeah. We'll have our shit together. Probably not, but maybe. Probably not. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, anyway, today I'm going to tell Samantha about the legends of Pain Road. Yes. Um, sort of which is going to be the title of this episode, if you haven't noticed. Hmm. Okay. Before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? We are drinking painkillers. And that's right, drinking, not taking them. Um, (laughs) The way you're going to make this is going to be two ounces of rum, four ounces pineapple juice, which... It best it just about has to be in an alcoholic beverage in order for me to drink pineapple juice. Let's just say that. Um, one ounce orange juice, one ounce cream of coconut, and then you can garnish it with nutmeg and a pineapple wedge, of course. You're just going to add all of the uh, liquids into a shaker with ice, shake vigorously to combine. And then, of course, you have to strain it into a fancy glass. They recommend a hurricane glass, and you can garnish it with the ground nutmeg and a pineapple wedge yeah fancy anyway cheers cheers so before we get started how are you settling in (laughs) Um, well i sent you a video earlier today Uh, (laughs) i have been busy getting my old house ready to sell because um, I was one of those few lucky people that was able to get approved to purchase my house, but then I still have the other house. So it's a huge risk. So we were basically scrambling for the last two days, two, three days to try to get the old house cleaned up and ready to show. Um, and it showed today and hopefully we'll get some offers, but we, because of that, we really didn't have any time to do a whole lot around the house, but I've gotten a decent amount done. Um, I have gone to bed at like midnight every night and trying to do some kind of work during the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's not, it's not too bad. It's going pretty good, I guess. I'm, I'm very exhausted. I'm, I'm almost brain dead. Yeah. I don't envy you uh, <laughs> considering like less than six months ago, I had also just moved. <laughs> Dude, it's like, I think the stress of trying to get the house ready to put it on the market was probably like a lot of it because I was there eight hours one day, 
and I think it was, yeah, it was right around eight hours yesterday, painting, cleaning, scrubbing. Oh my gosh. Uh, let me just tell you, I can cut in like nobody's business at this point because I, I basically painted all of our baseboards and I don't want to do it again, but it's good to know that if I need to, I can. Well, that's really good to know because uh, I had planned not painting you. your baseboards. <laughs> it's going to put you to work when you came up here in no, two I, weeks. I, well, I already knew that. Uh, <laughs> we, we knew that I was going to be helping. I didn't know I was going to be this tired, but it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. You give me give me some beer and I'll be good. I got At you. At least for the first hour, then I might not be cutting in so well. But <laughs> have me do the painting first and then give me something else to do. Okay. I, I think I can manage that. Hopefully my master <laughs> bathroom is uh, is completed by then. Um, we're still Hopefully. using the guest one, um, for, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but, and I know that we're, we're ranting before we get into this, but, uh, there's been a lot of shit going on. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot going on. I, um, I was in kind of like my manic, uh, seasonal depression phase a few weeks ago. And I decided I am a grown ass woman that don't need no man. <laughs> and when my husband went out of town, I decided I was going to renovate our master bathroom. We had already gotten all the fixtures and everything like that. And I started by scraping the popcorn ceilings off. And in one spot we found mold and, and it spiraled from there. <laughs> it spiraled from there. Um, <laughs> finally got everything fixed there. We got the ceiling resealed, all that stuff went to paint and we were going to pull the, we did pull the giant mirror off the bathroom vanity because we're replacing it with two mirrors. And as soon as we did, there was a giant hole in the wall. <laughs> Just the biggest hole I've ever seen in a wall behind a mirror uh, in a bathroom. And I was just like, well, this is that that's about right. And then I went yeah. and cried and watched Twilight <laughs> and watched Twilight. <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, I think I'm finally out of my seasonal depression or maybe close to it. I'm I'm to that point okay. where, yeah, I'm getting there. Um, it's been a real, I think a lot of people have been struggling with it this mm -hmm. year. So I've had several people at work that I've talked to that have been dealing with it. I know I have to some extent. That's probably all that this is, is I'm being manic and getting all this stuff done so I can just avoid it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you'll get a, a break when you, when you come up here. I know. And my, my husband, of course, is like, you're going to leave me right after we moved? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, You'll Paul. be fine. I left right after I moved to come and visit you guys. So suck my whole butt. <laughs> Wait, I wrote down, oh my God. I wrote this down the other day because I wanted to quote it. And now now I'm just thinking about it because I said that. I said, they can kiss me where, my, where I fart. <laughs> This, I'm assuming this is your quote. Yes. Well, no, I quoted, it was from somebody, I don't remember if it was like a TV show or something like that. I don't remember who said it, but as soon as it was it down, said, like, I had to write gold. it down. Yeah. I need to remember this later. Yeah. Because I say, I say people can kiss my whole butthole all the time. I'm like, this one, this one kind of tops it. <laughs> uh, they can kiss like, me where I fart. At the very least. <laughs> it was right up my alley. Oh my God. Anyway. Uh, are you, did we, did, did we get everything out of the way? I think, I think so. I think that's it. I think yeah. it's time for you to tell me about this sort of story. Pain road, Place. sort of. All right. 
Well, before I get started, I'm going to list out my resources. Uh, an article in, on original.newsbreak.com. Uh, Cape Fear. Sorry, an article on capefearnn.com. AmericanGhostStories.com. SouthernSpiritGuide.org. North Carolina room.wordpress.com there is a I'll get to it later on why I listed this next one but there's uh, a transcript from a court case in here that I've included Uh, and then there is a book called Ghost Stories of North Carolina by Edric Thay that I got some information from anyways all that will be in our show notes so go check it out. As per usual. As per usual. So, located on Saxapahal. I don't know. Nailed it. I cl- close enough. Um, maybe, probably not. It was probably terrible. I'm sorry. Um, just blanket. Sorry. North Carolina Payne Road is supposedly the most haunted road in the state, and today. I'm going to tell you a few of the stories centered around Payne Road. While it is called Payne Road in all the legends, the actual road is called Edwards Road, not Payne Road. That's not even close. <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> that's just, what? I, that's why. That's why I named the episode Payne Road, sort of. Okay. <laughs> is there any explanation as to why the name is different? Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I'm going to need this episode. Go on. There is a road in the same area called Payne Road, and they actually, like, they meet up with each other. How this mistake came about in explaining the legend's location is unclear, even to this day. So, Okay. Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, one online author said Edwards Road was formerly called Payne Road many years ago. There are those who live in the area, however, who claim that Edwards Road has always been Edwards Road. So that clears that up. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when you said it. <laughs> well, that that helped a lot. <laughs> There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of like there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of like accounts and then there's also other accounts of the same thing that are just different. <laughs> so buckle up, buckaroos. All right. So the majority of like these legends kind of centers around the same person. I'm gonna tell you several different stories, but the majority of them centers around a Mr. Payne Edwards. Um, Payne, his name is Payne Edwards? Payne Edwards. Yeah. Oh. But there's, had to, is it? like I said, there's multiple accounts mm-hmm. and multiple different stories. So we're going to go over that first. Um, clear as mud. But okay. Clear as mud. Uh, as my mom used to say. <laughs> To kick this first story off, we must start with a man by the same name as the road. Obviously, no story is truly complete without a slave-owning man with the largest plantation sites in the area. 
I mean, you're in the South and it's been a while ago. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Payne Plantation was built on a valley with a steep hills with steep hills on all sides. And the mansion was situated. God, it's so early for that. Not too early. <laughs> and the mansion was situated on the North Hill so that he could overlook his entire prison. I mean, plantation. Yeah, was, Freudian slip. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. No, I, I wasn't being super like witty and pissy when I read this. Not <laughs> no, never. Not me. No. Paint Edwards was known as a cruel and racist man. Shocking. He also had four daughters. The legend goes that after Payne found out about one of his daughters being impregnated by a slave, he lost his shit. He killed the slave and cursed God. He then began practicing, quote, devil's worship, or some say witchcraft. Uh, but then some, some people say devil worship and witchcraft, but those two things are different. Um, just to clarify. But journalists don't always know that. Um, it's of the devil. It's all it's, of the devil. It's of the devil. Uh, there's like a ton of different variations on this, like I said. After this, Payne was said to have either gone on a rampage and through, went through every slave shack on the plantation, plantation, killing each slave with objects he found around the area, then killed his entire family. Or... He then killed his entire family, then burned the entire plantation down in rage. There's also another variation on this that says a second daughter of his also became pregnant by another slave, and this sent him over the edge completely. Killing the slave again, and then his entire family and burning the whole place down. Okay, so you, the way you said that, this is going to sound really bad. But you said killing the slave again. So I'm like, so he killed him for the second time? No, no, no. Like a, a difference. Yeah, a, a different slave. Was, killing so another slave. It, I was like, you just killed him twice. So he's super chill. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> definitely not overreacting at all. No, definitely not at all. Um, uh, everything seems pretty reasonable, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that for that story. Okay. However, there's a different story about and another. That was from wh- when? What year? There's no there's idea. no date. There's no date on it. It was just so, a long, 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 long time ago on the plantation. Filled with slaves. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, goodness, these stories. Yeah. So there's another story. That has to do with a Payne Edwards. My assumption is that it's supposedly the same Payne Edwards and like somebody came up with a second story because the first one they're saying isn't real or something like that. No, surely you just. No, I do constantly, but not Mm -hmm. with this. Um, (laughs) There is another story about Payne Edwards. It either occurred... Here we go. It either occurred in the 1800s or in 1930. Okay. (laughs) One is really broad and the other one's extremely exact. Very clear on that. Uh, Kind of like everything in this so far has been so clear. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So your guess is as good as mine, friends. Uh, Yeah. 
Some say that Payne and his wife often fought, and one day he... So they lived on a farm, by the way, off of Payne Road in either the 1800s or the 1930s. Just to clear okay. that up for you. Okay. Um, so him and his wife often fought, and one day he snapped. He tied his wife to a chair in the living room of their house and killed each of his children one by one as they kissed their mother goodnight. So he tied his wife to a chair. He brought his children into the house one by one, made them go and kiss their mom goodnight, and then went and killed them. Went and murdered them. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as he contemplated killing the last child, an infant, and this, there are different variations on this too. Contemplated killing the last of his child, an infant, the mother came loose from her ropes and escaped with the child out the back of the house and ran off to the road behind the house and across and crossed a bridge. The infamous haunted bridge. Unfortunately, her husband caught up to her, hit her on the head, and threw the infant down a well on the property. Yeah. In his grief over the whole incident, he hung himself from either the bridge or a tree by the bridge. People believe to this day that if you drive down this road and whistle Dixie, the woman's ghost will appear. Visitors have also reported hearing the cries of a baby coming from the old well. Ooh, no. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to hard pass. There was another account. Dixie. I don't like have to do with there's no clarification on this like and I like yeah I I wanted to know too but I've seen that in multiple places so okay there was another account in one of the articles I found that said one of the younger children lived after having her throat cut but either way creepy ass story Mm mm-hmm so well, I'm glad that, that men have such self-control. I don't feel like either of these stories could possibly be true. Right. No, we've never heard anything like that before, especially mm-hmm. not on this podcast. And it's not weird at all that there's two stories of supposedly two different people in both situations. They just snapped. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we'll revisit that in a little bit. But I want to talk about the bridge and the whistling Dixie. This was a trend back in the 60s and 70s. Rumor had it if you parked your car and turned the engine off on the bridge, then rolled your windows down and whistled Dixie, your car would no longer start until after you pushed it off the bridge. That sucks. Yeah, it does. So I found some firsthand accounts of this. <laughs> okay. So uh, where is this again? It's okay. So it's um, in Winston Salem. So where I'm at, you're gonna go north about an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Right around Greensboro. Oh, okay. Just to kind of like pinpoint exactly where I live for everybody <laughs> who's listening, uh, if they don't Tri- already know that. Triangulate. Yeah, triangulate. Uh, from SouthernSpiritGuide.org, and I'm gonna quote directly from this. Uh, Arthur Michael Renegar 
tells of a friend of his who performed this ritual with frightening results. This young man and two female companions ventured out to Haunted Pain Road one night, looking for a thrill. After performing the ritual, their car sputtered and died. After the young man pushed the car off the bridge, he was able to crank the car, though while he was outside of the car, he was spooked by a feeling of being watched. Reportedly, the vehicle never acted the same after that. Besides the scary moments on the bridge, the three also noted that when they drove past one of the old cemeteries, an angel on the edge of the cemetery faced away from the road, but was facing them the second they passed, second time they passed it. So a whole motherfucking statue turned around and was like, uh-huh, I saw what y'all did. I see you. Author Burt Calloway and Jennifer Fitzsimmons uh, record an an earlier... I can't talk tonight. I don't know what is wrong. I think it's because I've been talking all day. That'll do it. (laughs) All I can think about, by the way, when when people say something about like a a statue moving or something like that is the Doctor Who, Who episode, Don't Blink. That is the freakiest episode ever. I've never seen I've, that's any like, Doctor Who. I think that's one of two episodes I've ever seen of it. But that one, you should look it up. It's super creepy. You know what it reminds me of? You remember um, uh, The Haunting? Or maybe The Haunting on Hill House? Mm-hmm. Or it's the just Haunting, haunting? Of, of Hill House? Yeah. And you remember when like Eleanor is like freaking out or whatever and mm-hmm. all those kid statues keep turning their heads and mm-hmm. they have like the... Ooh, face. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. That shit gave me nightmares as a kid, and yet I continued to watch the movie on repeat. And there's a reason why I hate horror movies. And somehow I have a podcast talking about horror stuff. Some true things. And some true things. Um, I think this is like, I'm a glutton for punishment in my own psyche. Maybe you're forcing yourself to go through it so you aren't so sensitive to it i when i when i read scary stuff i still have nightmares sometimes i cry about it actually i cry about a lot of things so that's not anything unusual yeah twilight Twilight. (sighs) anyway doing research (laughs) yeah (laughs) i forgot i was in the middle of research i don't know where that notebook went oh no oh no Oh my god, life is so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, authors Calloway and Jennifer Fitzsimmons record an earlier encounter on the bridge where a young man was trying to impress his date. The couple performed the ritual, and the young man left his date sitting in the car as he strutted around the lonely bridge provoking the spirits as lightning lit up the night sky. It revealed something something to the young man. Stumbling back to the car, he attempted to crank it. It refused to start, and the young man just sat stunned in the driver's seat. His date, not too pleased with his sudden fear, cranked the car and drove them away from the bridge. Only after leaving the haunted spot did the man reveal that he saw a ghost during the lightning's flash. A ghost of what? So it must have been... Uh, the wife. It's my assumption. Because the lore says that's what it is. I guess. 
But I would think that I would think Payne would be the one who would be like lurking around. Since yeah, he, that's like, what I would think. Snapped or whatever. I don't know. Or the baby. I mean, babies are just like inherently creepy. Sorry for anyone who's listening that has a baby, or if you are a baby, you're creepy. Well, there's a reason why the children's playground episode is so popular. It's because babies creep people out. And yeah. ghost babies are so much worse. They do. What is it about little kids that just freak everybody out? Or that maybe cemetery, it's just, it's that, just me. That, there's a scene in that movie and in the book that is oh mm. I hated Pet That's Cemetery. why it's one of the scariest ones I've ever read, just because of that scene. Ugh. Well, you made no. me read it. And for some reason recently I've been like, you know what? I think I should reread Pet Cemetery. I'm like, bitch, you hated that book. Like <laughs> it was you, rough. You hated it. You hated it so much that in the la- like the last five chapters, I couldn't read it. And I just looked up like a synopsis of the last five chapters. So I was like, really? I cannot, yeah, can't complete it. It was just so, ugh. Just, ugh. Yeah. I couldn't exactly. do it. It just, ugh. It was so much. And anything that has to do with like creepy children or like dead children, I just. Ghost, ghost guess, children. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Fair enough. Yeah. So no more uh, haunted kids' books or, you know, like digging up dead children from cemeteries not to spoil pet cemetery for anybody that the book's been out for fucking yeah, 40 years say, the, the book and okay. the movie have both been out a couple <laughs> a few decades i think you're okay uh spoiler alert i did some favors uh but i'm gonna do you a favor favor if you haven't read pet cemetery just bypass that and read salem's lot like chef's kiss um, yeah salem's lot's pretty good yeah it's great So here's the dealio. All of this has been proven to be false. Not true. None of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be easy enough to, to verify whether or not it was true. Yeah. There's like ancestry reports and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This like, I don't get into it, but like this librarian researcher went through and you know, what have you. Um, And they're like, there's none of this. No. But there's a reason why it's these two stories have popped up and this researcher thinks that they kind of pinpointed what it is and it actually ties into something we've already done. Um, A research librarian of the Forsyth County Public Library presented these two stories from Payne Road and checked their validity against the historic records. She found no record of Payne Edwards, though an early settler in the area, Robert Payne, on land in the area. According to the federal census, Robert Payne was also a slave owner and had several children, though most apparently survived him. So maybe that's based on it. However, the thought was that the second story of the man killing his entire family was borrowed from an actual murder that occurred nearby in 1929. This ringing any bells? It sounds very familiar. One that I've already covered. Do you remember the story of the Lawson family? Yeah, I was trying to remember the name. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it was a Christmas episode of ours. And I literally have in my notes right here, look up episode number dummy. And I didn't. 
Um, <laughs> this insert is, number here. Insert number here. <laughs> oh my god. I wrote these notes like three weeks ago. Like, cut me some slack. Okay, uh, it was episode 34, The Lawson Family Murders. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But I'll give you just like a brief overview of what happened. Uh, Charlie Lawson, the father of the the family, systematically killed his wife and six of his children, six of his seven children on Christmas Day. His son survived. His eldest son survived because he had left the farm to buy more bullets for his shotgun. And I think that's right. Yeah, it was. That sounds right. Charlie then shot himself in the woods after several hours of, like, people searching for him. But that's, like, the synopsis of, like, that whole story. So, basically, people were saying, like, they took that story and they ran wild with it with the Payne Edwards story. Now, I don't know where they came up with the Payne Plantation story. But the Payne Farm story. I feel like that... A lot of like old ghost stories, especially in the South, they do that where they tie in like, oh, he was a plantation owner and a slave and he owned slaves and he was terrible to him. I feel like they tie a lot of that in in the South to make it more believable, I guess, because people yeah. wouldn't have talked about somebody that was poor, obviously. Yeah, I, I can see that. But like, I mean, slave owners and plantation owners were bad enough. You don't have to like... Like, that's a horror story of and of itself. Like, you know, <laughs> to have Just them burn their, their entire family to the ground. Like, okay, sir, ma'am. You're, you're, you're ma'am. overselling it a little bit, but that's yeah. fine. Chill out. They're bad enough. Uh, there is another story that might have lent to more legends being brought out in the area. And trigger warning for uh, suicide for this next story. This is an actual documented story. In 1955, Milas Frank Edwards died by suicide in one of the most extreme cases I've ever seen. Here's the article from the Gaston Gazette from October 7th, 1955. And I'm just going to read the article to you. It's pretty short. Man takes life with dynamite. Whoa. Danbury, AP... A 73-year-old Stokes County man committed suicide yesterday with a dynamite explosion. Sheriff Harvey Johnson said Milas Frank Edwards of RT1 Rural Hall apparently parked his pickup truck in a shed at his home, climbed into the truck bed, and set off a stick of dynamite under his head. A coroner's jury ruled the death was self-inflicted. Aubrey Edwards, son of the dead man, said his father had made several threats to end his own life. So it wasn't a surprise. Wow. I Like, I had never heard of anything like that. That is so extreme. Like, well, I mean, any, anytime somebody takes their own life or dies by suicide. Yeah, but that's like, oof. Yeah. Uh, just oh. What's worse is that he wasn't the. This is. It's so it's so tragic. Like this whole story is just so so tragic. He wasn't the only one in his family to die, this way. To die by suicide. 
Oh, I was about to say they did the exact same thing because that's messed up. They didn't do the exact same thing. Um, Frank Edwards' four siblings, four other siblings, also died by suicide. And so people, they think that, like, the lore and the legend started kind of popping up around, like, that. Okay. Because they're saying, like, something was wrong, like, they were haunted, blah, blah, blah. It's speculated that this is the story that kind of kicked off the spiraling of legends surrounding this road. There is a Facebook group with several thousand members who helped debunk some of the legends and bring light to the true stories. And, yeah, I joined it. Uh, duh. I figured. <laughs> I want so I, many. I, I assumed. I'm on so many, like, I'm just on so many, like, I don't even get on Facebook like that. I just get on to, like, join these groups and read a little bit through them. And then, like, I just don't get on Facebook for a while. Um, that's why you have to do the social media, not me. Anyway. It works out. Although, yeah. you, say, you say that and then you start responding to stuff before I get a chance to get to it. Oh, Yeah. I like to, yeah, well, I like to be the goofy one. Because uh, you can really tell the difference in when I respond and when you respond. Because you're, I'm sure, you're a lot more like number one, eloquent. Number two, like, <laughs> uh, I can make myself sound eloquent when I'm writing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can too. I just have no fucking chill. <laughs> Not a day in my life have I had chill. Uh, Anyway, so another story, and this one, trigger warning for rape. Uh, this story occurred in December 1992. So we're, we're getting on up there. Several men picked up a young woman in Winston-Salem. The young woman was driven to an old logging road off of Payne Road. This is where your trigger warning comes in. She was tied to a tree raped, possibly tortured, and stabbed to death. More than a decade later, one of the men involved was found guilty, though that conviction was later overturned based on the DNA evidence. I was able to find the court transcripts and uh, records for this case, and I linked it in the show notes. That's what I was talking about at the top. But I won't be covering, like, anything to do with the case or anything like that. I read through it, and I just found it interesting, and so I thought other people might find it interesting, too. Um, Come, join me down the rabbit hole. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah. So, that's that's still technically unsolved, but at the same time, it's still kind of solved. Like, while the DNA didn't match this person, I think, from what I gathered, this person was a part of that group. Mm-hmm. So whatever uh and i didn't put any names in here but the names are in that transcript if you want to look at it anyway we are going to jump back to my uh, Myla's frank edwards i'm just going to call him frank edwards because every article i read referred to him as frank okay. um for a bit now and talk about the edwards house so he talked about like how his uh family had you know, died by suicide. He died by suicide. Um, 
apparently the home in which they lived in was supposed to be haunted. And this might be where another variation of the legends kind of started going off from like the pain Edwards okay. uh, story. So they pretty much took the name of the road pain and combined it with Frank Edwards, Edwards, Payne Edwards, mm-hmm. made their own story or legends. From well, it. And that's kind of one of those things, too, that the, um, you know, in its lore, it gets passed around mouth to mouth to mouth. And if you've ever played a game of telephone, you know how drastically different it can be by the time it gets to the last person. So they could have said something and it sounded like that was like the name of the road, but they were really saying something else. So that's entirely possible. Yeah, I can see that. Like most things, the home was vandalized in the summer of 1991. And I read like one article where it said like it was vandalized and they put it in like quotes. It was vandalized by uh, youths. Vagrants. And devil worshippers. Of course. Those <laughs> like, damn devil worshippers, man. But at this time, it was like 1991. Wait, when when did Satanic Panic really hit? 90s. Okay, 90s. All right, then that makes sense. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was like the 70s and 80s. No. That's just how much I, I freaking know. And I watched that whole documentary about the West Memphis kids. But, uh, ugh, I just thought about that. Yeah, it was a terrible documentary. I mean, it was amazing. They did a great job, but just, mm-hmm. my goodness. Uh, it was burned down completely to the ground. So they really did it a number. Later in the early 2000s, the road was completely paved and the haunted bridge was replaced. So no, you can't go over there and whistle Dixie anymore. What? Yeah, I know. Um, Wait, so it was replaced with what? It was replaced with another, like, structure, and they named it. I just didn't put it in here. I was like, probably some oh, the of- ghost just left because the structure was different? That's the, that's well, you gotta think, thing. if the ghost was Payne Edwards, even though Payne Edwards doesn't actually exist, and he hung himself from the bridge, when they removed the bridge, did his ghost go off to a landfill? Oh, no. And if, if that's how ghosts work, how many ghosts are in landfills? Outside of the ones that are buried in landfills. A lot. I don't think that's how it works. Because they don't stay in their graves. You don't think? They don't always stay in the cemeteries. Yeah, but they... in houses and stuff. uh, Well, those are like... Well, yeah. We're going to get into, like, the whole argument of, like, ghosts and... (laughs) Like, the difference between ghosts and poltergeists. No, poltergeists move stuff. Like, see, my hope is always that you're going to take a piece of my ashes with you. So if and my ghost... going to follow me? Yeah, if my ghost, like, has to stick around, like, afterwards, I want to at least be entertained. Like, take me with you to work. Um, leave me outside of your bedroom. No, night, you know though. what I would do? I'd take you with me to work, right? And I have one of those jars that says the ashes of disgruntled or mean customers, and it's your ashes. <laughs> It really is a person with ashes. And they're like, oh, that's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, no, that's really my best friend's ashes. What? She was a disgruntled by way, we had a true, By the way, we had a true crime podcast. Cool, huh? <laughs> I just, uh, for anyone that's who's not, okay, look, I, I'm going to change what I want to do 
Paul will hear this later. I'm not going to tell him until he listens to the podcast, but I've changed what I want to do. You guys don't have to disperse my ashes, but you do have to put it in one of those jars and it does have to be set out on display. But I got you all day long. What I find hilarious is like if any, for the listeners who are listening to this that don't actually know me or you, I wonder how, how like truthful they think I'm being like, if if this is a joke, because like, I'm not joking when I say these things. (laughs) She is joking about the ice cream. That she's not gonna really make ice cream with my ashes because that's gross. But yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But like I'm I'm dead serious about my ashes. I need you like don't spread it to the wind somewhere. I don't wanna be floating in an ocean for the rest of my like spiritual life if that's what that's happens. That's what you always wanted to take an ocean voyage. No, I don't. The ocean terrifies me. <laughs> it won't after you're dead. <laughs> it might scare me even more. But yeah, I'm being dead serious. This is in my will. And you will follow my wishes sure yeah you're gonna haunt me either way so i don't know i might just piss you off on purpose that's true that is so true oh my god i can't anyway. wait anyways back to this can't so. wait to be a ghost <laughs> <laughs> why did i say that wow this it's is, true though this is getting derailed real quick <laughs> oh my god i love these episodes oh my god they're my favorite uh okay So there are, however, experiences from locals and investigators that cannot be written off as legends and ghost stories. An investigation of an abandoned farmhouse by haunted North Carolina paranormal investigators and research looked into the haunted farmhouse in 2002. So I read through a bunch of articles that basically said that uh, this crew like investigated it and all the stuff and they were trying to like low key keep it like anonymous so they didn't know where the farmhouse was and all of that stuff but it was frank edwards house mm-hmm. and this was before like vandals and uh devil worshipers apparently um burned it down i can't <laughs> devil worshipers. <laughs> oh my which, god which devil i i need i need specifics i don't know uh i don't know um During their several investigations, the group has conducted here, they have encountered high levels of activity in and around the old farmstead. On the first investigation, several investigators were touched by unseen hands. One had their back grabbed and a nearby video. (laughs) Don't touch me. I don't like, I don't let living beings touch me. You think I'm going to let a fucking ghost touch me? Come at me, bro. They are. I will fight you. <laughs> I'm not going to fight anybody. I am five foot tall. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I've tried to fight people, though, before. Oh, oh, I know. I still remember that time when you were like, I'm bad at you. And you just look like this little kid pointing the finger at their parent, which you Listen. also did that at some point. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> you can kiss me where I fart. Uh I'd rather not, but okay. <laughs> Such a good saying. Oh my god. Uh, okay, yeah. One had so their the property though that all of the people completed suicide, right? Yeah, it's where all of them completed suicide, and it's like Payne Road isn't that long, so like all of the stuff happened in a pretty like small area. Yeah, relatively small area. 
So the whole road is just haunted as fuck. One had their backpack grabbed and a nearby video camera proved her experience while another was touched on the hand leaving a red welt. Ew. That person is allergic to ghosts. I guess so. Me too. Voice recorders used throughout the investigation recorded a number of EVPs, including one with, quote, many plaintive voices calling, help us. Mm -mm. Perhaps the most interesting moment occurred when four investigators simultaneously witnessed a shadowy apparition moving along the banks of the nearby creek. It was Bigfoot. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but it was probably a ghost. So, probably. That is the story of Payne Road. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> it, it might have been wow. Edwards Road. Okay, that's a lot going on. Yeah. There were there were a few other stories. Like there was one about um a young man who was driving down Payne Road and he ran his car into a tree and the car caught on fire and he died a very terrible, torturous death. But I didn't want to put that one in there. Yeah. I mean, it's just so sad that that man and all, his whole family pretty much like, that's just so tragic. Well, it makes you think like, was there, was there something wrong with the house? I mean, obviously like this is us just speculating. It was probably like a long line of mental illness, but still. Yeah, I mean, that's very possible. But, I mean, just for that many people, like, yeah, I mean, it could easily be, like, a, a haunting or being plagued by not just ghosts, but maybe even demons. I mean, there's been plenty of reports of that. So, I mean, that could definitely drive people to do that. And if, there's no way of knowing. Yeah, and if you're allergic to ghosts. Yeah. Obviously, there's some ghosts there. Yeah. I would not want to go down there. At some, at some point, I'm going to have a, a short episode. I'm going to tell you about the one that's local to me that's really creepy. And I've been down it, and it's very, very creepy. I can't wait. I oh, I also forgot to put this in here. And I was going to go back and, like, write it in my notes. But I don't like the episode number. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty – you know what, guys? I have – ADHD. I haven't mentioned it this you know, episode. Um, this, so this time. <laughs> I want to go ahead and put that out there. I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, check. Marked it off my checklist. Um, but anyways, so when they were talking about, I was going to go back and like write it in my notes, like my correlation with the, I don't know why I'm making all of these like hand. Her hands, guys. Like it's just... It's a whole show in and of itself. Yeah. But the... She's really just trying to show off her tattoo. The one of them, yeah. The the baby crying in the well. Mm -hmm. And where it had like the bridge also involved in the whole story. I was like, this sounds like a variation of... Crybaby bridge. Bingo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that, that could be like... A, like that's another portion of how they kind of came up with that legend. Mm-hmm. So it's just like taking a bunch of different pieces and saying, slapping it together and going, this is original, even though like it's not. 
This is to the just this one area. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely would make sense. I mean, I was kind of thinking the same thing when you said something about the baby. I was like, mm, crybaby bridge, it's mm-hmm. a, just a different version. Yeah, but I feel like any time you have these stories where it could be this or this or this or this, it's a dead giveaway that it's probably not any of them. Yeah. Now you can still, and, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that there's not like real hauntings going on or that people are, are not having these paranormal situations happen and experiences. I think that's entirely possible. I don't think it has to have a lore behind it in order for that to happen. Yeah. And obviously like, and maybe that's somebody who had a paranormal experience and they're just just reaching for some kind of explanation as to why. Well, there could be like, there could be like, obviously there's going to be a story about any type of haunting, but you don't have to like make up your own. If the story was lost, then it's, it's lost. The place is just haunted. And you don't go back. And you don't go back. I don't buy the house. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just got a, I got scared because I heard a, a noise. I think my husband's home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a ghost? A ghost? So, okay. So I got to say this one thing about the, the new house. So we have this thing that's called an attic fan. And I don't know if you guys, how many of you would know what that is, but it's basically this ginormous fan that's in the ceiling and it leads to the attic and it pulls the air. Like you open your windows and your door or just your windows, whatever, but it pulls the air from outside and circulates it throughout the house. So it's like really good on saving energy. If you want to cool the house down real quick and it's warm, like we're probably going to do in a little bit or vice versa, you can use it. So I had that going when I was here, like getting some things ready and I was here by myself and what it'll do, cause it's pulling that air pretty strong and it slammed one of the bedroom doors shut. And I knew I was here by myself and it scared the bejesus out of me. Like I literally almost, I almost jumped out of my skin, but I, I just ran down there like what on earth is happening? And then I realized there's, there wasn't anybody here. It's just the fan was on and I forgot about it. So it made me feel better because it's happened multiple times since, but we also do have a haunted cabinet. What? It keeps opening on its own. Can we record this haunted cabinet while I'm there? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Or just do the podcast in front of the haunted cabinet. Yeah, we'll just set up the mic. We'll do a little blanket for it like I've got going on, and the cabinet will be in front of us. It sounds amazing. We do have, like, our house, our new house is, like, drafty. I'm sorry. My dog is, like, she was asleep. Yeah, and my husband came home, and now she's excited. Um, we do – we, we kind of have – this new house is, like, drafty, too. So you'll notice, like, especially your bathroom when you come and stay – it's going to just like whoosh, close. And I'm not, done. I'm not sure what it is that, that makes it do that. It's not, it's not a, it's probably a ghost. Um, no, because I haven't had to take any Benadryl since I've been here. So, um, Oh yeah, that's right. You're allergic to ghosts. My bad. Uh, yeah. I'm allergic, uh, to ghosts. That nose helps you out more than you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of like, you know, being warm, how warm is it under your, um, your recording fort yeah i figured not too bad though well uh anyway it's making me sleepy oh that's good i'm sure you're already sleepy well i mean i was already sleepy i've not had a lot of sleep this past week but it's fine 
Yeah. It took the movers 12 hours. 12 hours. That's insane, dude. I don't want to do that again. I, I never want to move again. We're just going to sell the house with all the furniture next time and just start over. And start over fresh. Yep. Completely fresh. Yeah. Cheaper. It, all right. It didn't take our good job, that dude. Long. Thanks. By, by the way, it was a good story. A lot of weird side quests going on, but it was yeah. really interesting. I kind of want to go there and see if I experience anything. Well, it's funny it's when I. When I went and stayed up in uh, Winston-Salem um, for work a few months ago, if you remember, mm-hmm. I was close to this road. Uh, you didn't know about it, though. No, I didn't know about it then. And when mm-hmm. I was, I was like, looking at maps and stuff like that, I was like, oh, my God, I was so close. To I should have. Oh, my God. But then I, I wouldn't have done it because, like, I'm a big baby. I'm a big scary cat. By yourself. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, good job me. Good job you. Um, we wanted to do not a super important murder this week because, you know, mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. We needed a little bit of a break and next week or maybe even before, we don't know, we'll be having, um, another light-esque episode, so... You guys get to look forward to that. And I just want to say, like, thanks for hanging in there with us and seven. Um, while we were off last week, uh, everybody needs some downtime. And we love you. And Samantha, where can our listeners find us on the medias? On the so- on the socials? Yeah. On Facebook and Instagram at Rupert Tells Podcast. What about email? You can email us at uh, Reaper gals at reapertails.com man i saw those gears moving you were really having to think about that well no i was about to say reaper pals um <laughs> and i was like that's that's not it that's not it that's not, that's not it uh email us with your show suggestions or um you know just tell us how pretty we are what have you um if you did email us in the past week i saw your email today i will respond as soon as I start editing this, I just didn't have the time to. Yeah. God bless. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, all of the things, and and leave a a, a review that has words if possible. Um, yeah. Just to help us out a little bit. You we can, appreciate every single one of you. You can tell us if you're allergic to ghosts too. Yeah, please. If you <laughs> if you if you've had a ghost experience and you had an allergic reaction, please tell us. <laughs> if Benadryl works for you. <laughs> anyway, love you, mean it. Bye. The 